What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Last night was UFC 264, headlined by Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor in their trilogy fight. And Dustin Poirier came out on top over Conor McGregor after Conor suffered a broken ankle, it seemed like, after he fell back on it. And the doctors had to come in and stop the fight, so it was a doctor's stoppage TKO for Dustin Poirier. Not the way that we wanted to see Conor go out, especially in this rivalry, being a Conor fan and... It was definitely an exciting first round, and that's all that it took for this fight to be called by the doctors after Connor couldn't go on. So Connor did have Dustin in the guillotine midway through the first round that looked like he was going to take a cage out of Dustin's book. That was one of his signature moves, the jumping guillotine. So Connor tried to play Dustin with his own technique it almost worked but with less than 20 seconds left in the first round Connor would lose balance while being backed up by Dustin which almost led to him getting stopped but he was able to get through the first round and then Obviously, after the first round, they called the fight, and it was over. And then after the fight, Connor and Dustin were exchanging a bunch of words. Connor was on the ground with Joe Rogan. He was just irate about what happened, and he was just saying like, "This better be a doctor stoppage." Like, I don't count this shit. Like, fucking like, and then he was screaming at Dustin about his wife again, and like. It's pretty clear that we might see something for the first time in combat sports, and that might be a four-fight series between two competitors. So, I had to ask my dad if this has ever happened. He's been a combat sports fan, especially boxing, for decades. So, he said that he doesn't even believe that Two fighters have ever fought four times before. So if this does happen, and Dana White says that this is a potential matchup down the line when Conor gets healthy, and obviously Dustin's going to fight Charles Oliveira next for the lightweight championship later this year. So that was not the way that the Conor McGregor fan base wanted to see our guy go out. I was not thrilled. Obviously, Connor being one of my favorite athletes overall. Like, so it's not great to see any fighter get hurt and for him to hurt his ankle like that. And it looked reminiscent of Chris Weidman when he rolled his leg and broke his leg. So thank God. Hopefully, he didn't like completely damaged his whole entire leg. He rolled his ankle and then couldn't go on. So hope Connor gets better soon and interested to in seeing where he goes from here. And obviously Dustin's fighting for the title next and congrats to him. He just literally changed his family's life again. 
And, yeah, Dustin's a class act. Congrats to him. In the co-main event, we had Gilbert Burns, jiu-jitsu legend against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, kickboxing legend. Thompson was able to land a bunch of shots. Gilbert Burns was staying in there and obviously mixing in some takedowns, so he was able to get Thompson where he needed him, and Gilbert won via unanimous decision. That was a pretty good fight. Dana White thought otherwise. He didn't think it was so good. It was kind of sloppy. Wonderboy probably could have done a little bit more to try to take him out on the feet. He landed a couple major kicks to Gilbert, but didn't get the job done. So we got to expect that Gilbert Burns will be getting the top five opponent again. Maybe Leon Edwards, if he doesn't get the title shot right away, which he probably won't because they're going to give it to Colby Covington to fight Kamaru Usman probably in the fall for the welterweight championship. So that helped the welterweight division move forward last night. And yeah, that was a good co-main event. It was a long night of fights, guys. And I'm sure Greg Hardy had a pretty long night after he got knocked out by Taito Vasa in the first round. So, yeah, that was a pretty quick fight. And, yeah, Greg Hardy, obviously, he has a lot more work to do if he wants to actually become a contender in the heavyweight division. Taito Vasa, he's been around forever. And then after the fight, he did a shoey. And if you don't know what a shoey is... Ty is from Australia, and it's kind of like a cultural celebration. And he was doing it with the Nelk Boys when he was in Abu Dhabi. And basically, it's like you put a beer in a shoe, and then you drink it out of the shoe. It's fucking disgusting. I would never fucking do that. And I send it. But, you know. <laughs> Ty Tuivasa, very impressive last night. Was rooting for him. Obviously, Greg Hardy is hated by a major portion of this country after what he was notorious for after the domestic violence issue when he was in the NFL and I'm sure a lot of people were happy that he lost and I was rooting for Ty so that was a quick fight then Arena Aldana against Yana Kunitskaya Arena Aldana beat Kunitskaya she with the ground and pound game and yeah, that was a pretty solid fight, pretty quick, ended in the first round, and the main card opened up with my favorite fighter, the Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, against newcomer Chris Moutinho out of Massachusetts, and this kid, Chris Moutinho, was a tough customer, man. Like, he was definitely eating a lot of shots that Sean was throwing. Sean was literally having too much fun in there, it seemed like. And he looked like he was dribbling. He said that he was uh, dedicating that fight to the Phoenix Suns. So, hopefully the Suns can pick up the victory tonight at 8 o'clock in Game 3 in Milwaukee. But Sean O'Malley and Chris Moutinho both put on a show. Sean mixed up a lot of different jab techniques. 
and obviously was throwing a lot of spinning kicks and stuff and trying to take him out pretty quickly. But Moutinho stayed in there until the third round, and it literally ended with 24 seconds left in the fight. Herb Dean called a stop to it after Sean pieced him up again, and Moutinho was definitely bloodied up and probably still has a concussion. <laughs> Maybe not, but who knows. But they both got 75K for the fight of the night. And definitely a good way for Sean O'Malley to keep his momentum going. And then he called out Cody Garbrandt, Rob Font, Peter Jan. <laughs> and obviously Cody Garbrandt is probably going down to flyweight. And Rob Font would be a crazy fight for Sean O'Malley because that's the only one that really seems likely and it could definitely put him into the top five if he could get that kind of fight going. So that would be great. Then on the prelims. Anyway, congrats to Sean O'Malley. Great performance. Still mentally undefeated. <laughs> and looking forward to seeing when he fights next. Obviously, he's one of the future faces of this sport and he has just like some of the best kickboxing skills and all around he's just gonna be maybe the next conor mcgregor i mean like he is in my eyes but you know like a lot of people have what they have to say about him and Hopefully he gets a big fight next after taking out this newcomer who was more than game to try to get the job done against Sean O'Malley and made his name in the UFC. So shout out Chris Moutinho. Then in the prelims, Carlos Condit, the natural born killer, faced Max Payne Griffin. This was a crazy fight. Carlos Condit is a legend. So it's always great to see him fight. He's been around forever. And Max Griffin, definitely an upstart. He's been around for a while. He's 18 and 8 in the sport, but definitely trying to become a contender in the welterweight division. He won via unanimous decision. And then there was a crazy fight between Michelle Pereira and Nico Price. Michelle Pereira landed a backflip. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, this guy is known for doing some crazy stuff inside of the octagon. Even at the weigh-ins, he did a backflip off the scale and nearly ate shit, but, like, he kept his balance and, like, did something crazy. So, anyway, this guy, like, landed a backflip. He's done this before in the octagon. He tried to literally, like, kick the guy in the face, like, while he was on the ground. So, Nico Price was more than a tough opponent for Michelle Pereira. Well, Pereira got the unanimous decision. Then we had Ryan Hall, who was a very skilled jiu-jitsu competitor against Ilya Tapora. And Tapora just basically trapped Ryan Hall when he was trying to basically do an Iminari roll, which is like trying to get somebody in a leg lock in jiu-jitsu. It's pretty much his like only technique. Ryan Hall hasn't fought in like two years either, so Tapora is definitely on the rise. He's undefeated. He's 11-0. And definitely a future contender in the featherweight division. So he basically just like trapped him on the ground and just ground and pound until the fight was over. So 
Ended in the first round. And then Drickus Duplessis against Trevin Giles. This was a pretty impressive fight. Driscus literally just dropped him with a fake one and then dropped him with the two with an overhand right. And yeah, Trevin Giles is definitely a tough competitor. So for Drickus Duplessis out of South Africa, he was one of the top fighters coming over from the promotion in South Africa. And yeah, he's definitely someone to watch in the middleweight division. Interested to see his next fight. He was very exciting last night. And then in the early prelims, Jennifer Maya faced Jessica I in the women's flyweight division. Obviously, both of them are vying for another shot at Valentina Shevchenko. Jennifer Maya definitely put on a performance last night. Jessica I looked pretty good as well. And... Jennifer Maya called out Valentina Shevchenko after the fight, so maybe she has to fight one more. Maybe she gets a title shot. She is a big name, former champ in other organizations like Invicta, and she's definitely a legend. And then we had a great fight between Brad Tavares and Omari Akhmedov, which was a split decision in favor of Brad Tavares. Brad really turned it on late in the fight, and he was able to land some shots on Akhmedov. And when Brad's standing up, you don't want to really mess with him. Like, he has some of the best kickboxing in the middleweight division. He's been around forever. And obviously, he went toe-to-toe without Asanya a couple of years ago, too. So I guess, like, he's really trying to get back into the winning ways and try to get a big fight. Akhmedov was more than a tough opponent for him. And it was a split decision for Brad, and he thought he got the unanimous, and he seemed confused after the fight was over, but that was that. And then Shalgaz Shumagulov faced Jerome Rivero, who was probably on his way to Bellator after losing last night. That was his fourth loss in a row. And Shumagulov, who's from Kazakhstan, I believe, He was a very impressive competitor in the flyweight division. And yeah, he dropped the Jerome Rivera and got him with a guillotine choke and submitted him. So Jerome Rivera, he basically got wrapped up from the bottom and he was able to take him up and basically just get him with the choke and there was nowhere that he could really run. So Jerome Rivera, look forward to seeing you in a different promotion, bud, because you probably just got cut. And That is pretty much the UFC 264 breakdown. Obviously, I'm very disappointed that Conor lost. Hope he gets better soon. And this could be the first time in combat sports history that we see a four-fight saga between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor.